Yeah, okay. Uh, hi, my name's Josh Lay. Um, I'm a middle distance, fifth bout, middle distance slash 1500 meter runner. Um, and I've recently dyed my hair blonde and I think it looks really cool. I must admit, I am quite jealous. I actually just, before we get into some actual proper questions, how did you dye that? Did you use bleach? Um, oh, you have to ask a good friend of mine. I can't. Yeah, bleach, then toner, then more bleach. Uh, then more toner and I just kind of have to toner it every night or sh purple shampoo whatever you call it um, to keep it blonde rather than yellow straw yellow I think they call it which is what you don't want um, but yeah it's kind of better than I thought actually yeah it's, it's, it kind of puts who did Alex Botcher dye his hair at one point last year or something or someone like dyed the hair and it just looks horrendous but it does look quite nice it looks nice it's better than yeah, Jordan Guzman's as well it, <laughs> that's where I got my inspo from my late night chats with him he got me um he got me feeling the blonde hair but it's going to be a good contrast from the uh the dark brown mustache that I'm growing out as well are you, are you, is that so going to get like a full whack mustache as well are we are we going to see like an actual full a full thick one there yeah the, str the strengths and the tash um I may no I'm not going to get an eyebrow slit I think I'd be jailed up for that um yeah uh, I'd get an yeah, eyebrow slit not quite that. definitely Nah, you definitely need an eyebrow slit. I've had too many of them. It's almost there permanently now. I think you need one because it, it lives up to your... To be fair, a lot of these questions, what well, I'm not going to ask, but like a lot of them seem to think that your whole persona is some sort of, you know, pretty boy type of thing. There's, a, there's actually a lot of questions we'll ask, how do you get so many girls and sort of how do you look so good and stuff like that. But, you know... How do I get so many girls? I... I think that's the complete opposite. Someone literally says, can you, can you teach the younger generation your ways? How do you get so many girls? You know, so that's the kind of impression you give off on Instagram, clearly. So Yeah, apparently so. Even after you well, deleted your not... account to get fake followers and then re... re uh... <laughs> yeah, the whole, um, the whole buying a thousand followers a day uh, didn't work and that's why my account got taken down and then made up made a fake account and then Mission got 10K. new followers what are you on now yeah. are you on six uh six and a half or something yeah i don't really keep that close tabs on it but somewhere yeah, in that ballpark yeah you do yeah of course i'm sure it's like what six six thousand five hundred and seventy two something like that i'm actually gonna if check that is it that's really worrying <laughs> no it's Let not that it's it's low six thousands in it. I can remember from managing you, six thousand seven hundred and sixty-two. Close, almost the right numbers. Right, That's on some action. Go on. Yeah, go on. There's, no, what were you going to say? Three thousand away from having a K next to my number, which I think is the epitome. I, I think cool. I think the epitome is that blue blue tick as well, which some people recently yeah, well, have got that blue tick. The blue you can have a blue tick with about 2,000 followers. You just, it's just who you know, isn't it? I think. Yeah, or, or just make your own hashtag up. Like Mills, Mills Mentality. It's a good hashtag. What, what, what um, can I have for you? Slim Lay, as in Slim Shady, with my blonde hair, but Slim Lay. Sure. It's not quite as inspirational as Mills Mentality, but yeah, I'll, I'll roll with it. So, onto the running, briefly, before we get into the brunt of this podcast. How how was last season for you? And for anyone who doesn't know your times, how how did you run? And uh, what were some of your highlights? 
um, well, I ran 336 for 1500 and 146 for 800. Um, and prior to that, I think my PBs were. 147 and 341 from the previous year so I was kind of at that point where I was like a really good junior um and it was kind of like how am I going to kind of make the next step to being competitive senior um senior yeah senior there's no such thing really as an under 23 um in my eyes to be honest like some of the best footballers are 22 in the world so there's no real excuse I don't think when you get to 20 um during lockdown I turned 20 and I was like right I can't really say anymore that, oh, he's older than me. That kind of excuse has kind of gone out the window. It's now literally, um, you know, how, how good do you want to get? So I kind of, through the whole of the lockdown, just kind of turned it onto training mode and just smashed sessions and then came out really good from it. Um, I probably did train maybe a bit too hard during lockdown. And by the end, I was kind of just coming off. Um, although my last race, I ran my 15 PB, but I think that was just on like, some sort of like high of just where the race was. It was just an incredible place in Bellinzona in Switzerland. Um, I had like Borrega in my race, Lewandowski, um, some lanky kid called Piers, who's my lookalike. Um, and yeah, just, just going around that, I just got dragged around to a really quick time. Um, but I think had, my, had that race been put sort of maybe four weeks earlier, I think 335 was probably on the cards, which is quite reassuring to know that the work I put in this winter um, in terms of strength and stuff like that is a lot better than the previous winter. So hopefully we're looking at maybe, you know, 334, 333 if possible. Um, and then, yeah, the 800 as well is kind of, is good, but I'm, I'm a 15 guy. The Blue Ribbon event, for sure. Well, yeah, I, I definitely think it's probably the most exciting event in middle distance and distance running at the minute, for sure. Um, saying that though, that 800 you did in 146, it wasn't the best conditions, so maybe you know a one forty-five was on the cards. That, that was definitely a one forty-five. That would definitely have been a one forty-five um, anywhere else in the world. Yeah, uh, it was so windy. It, yeah, it was ridiculous. But um, I think the wind, if anything, helped. Like just, just like calm myself down a bit. I'm, I'm pretty sure if it wasn't windy, I'd have gone out in like a fifty-one or something stupid. Um, but I held back and ran like a fifty-three first lap. I might have a negative splitter, which would be quite cool. Um, but yeah, no, 146 now sounds so... 146 just sounds so slow now. It's like when you run a time, you're like, oh, that time's so quick. And then about a week later, you're like, this time is shit now. Like, I need I need to run quicker, which is kind of the point I've got to in 3.36. At the time, I was like, yeah, this is great. And now I'm looking back at it thinking 3.36 doesn't really get me anywhere in life in terms of standards. Um, so well, yeah, you get it gets you to town league places now though doesn't it that's i guess that's a big thing yeah it gets you into good races and it gets you opportunities and, and deals and stuff but in terms of you know what you're actually going to be looked back upon on what races you get into in terms of championships and just general time 336 is a very good time but it's also at the point where it, yeah it, it's not unlocking where you want to ultimately be so that's why this season it's it's important to get there yeah it, it would have got quite a few high place diamond leagues this season after the whole circuit because to be fair you probably were better off racing in these like gold standard and silver standard world athletics events rather than the diamond league because it seemed like everyone was running like 338s 339s in the diamond leagues this year you're like the brunt of the field so was- yeah yeah no the, the the tall ones are really good um they're pretty much like the gold gold one i did i think was a bronze 
but they're pretty much just diamond leagues just without the tv coverage um like the guys you get in them are still like seriously high quality athletes and stuff and if anything i'd say the pacing is probably a bit more measured um than in the diamond leagues yeah because um, you actually get a pacemaker yeah no, they're good paces the field rather than someone who just paces chariot in 52 first lap and stuff so you know <laughs> yeah um briefly yeah, then I, I was sorry go on no no that, that's the goal so uh being a race with chariot that'd be quite cool perfect couldn't think of anything worse just to be depressing going through 300 and he's already at like the 380 mark that'd be me anyway <laughs> I, I think i'm pretty sure he goes through in like my 400 pv in your next percent doing a 1500 I don't know what, to be honest, I'm, I, I, well, I guess we'll speak on this in a second, actually. What would you rather run on a, on a track race, like in a 5K or I guess 1500 you'd rather race in spikes, but like super shoes on track or spikes, if you're allowed to wear super shoes? What do you think? Um, I think I think spikes for, for 5K, I, I think the way the spike technology has gone now, I don't think there's much difference. Um, and yeah, just, yeah, 5K, I think. 10K, I think it's a completely different game, but 5K, yeah, spikes. Yeah, I, 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 I guess we're going to get into it now in a second, but on on the spikes front, last year, obviously, the only the only good spikes were from Nike, and this year, Adidas look like they're actually bringing out a spike. What's going to... It looks better, because it's actually got carbon in, and Nike's the Dragonfly doesn't have carbon in, so it's actually good to see that another brand is sort of stepping up into the, into the track game as well, because... We'd, we'd, we can run fast on the road, but I guess that's not really where the excitement is, is it? Especially for you as a 1,500-metre athlete. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, the more technology that gets put into the spikes, I think, yeah, I mean, the times are already just ridiculous, so they're only going to get quicker and quicker. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've heard good stuff about the Adidas spike. Um, I was speaking to Sam Parsons the other day, and he said that it was, yeah, like, ridiculously good. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other guys have just said that it's, yeah, just rocks you forward kind of thing which is what they all seem to be about at the moment yeah and so i'm I'm sure people have heard by now depending on when this podcast is released and when people have been on like social medias but are are you excited to race an adidas spike josh considering that's who you will be running for in the future (laughs) um yeah no definitely um one like when i ran my TV back in year what, year 12 at Commonwealth Youth Games, I ran in like an Adidas boost bike, which I thought was incredible back then. And I still stand to this day, I think it's better than the the, the Vic. Um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, I, I haven't seen the new one. Well, I've seen leaks and stuff, but I haven't seen it actually in hand and stuff, but I'm sure it will be incredible. Um, I've done some some road stuff in the Adidas, Adios, Adizero Pro, I think it's called. Um and that that is really good as well. Like I thought the whole thing about the the metal tarsal things at the front was like a bit of a gimmick. I was mm-hmm. like, you're not gonna actually be able to fill these like rods and stuff, but you actually can. It's really weird. It almost feel like that shoe's designed for like proper runners, if that makes sense, not just your, you know, the the average day runner and stuff and stuff. I feel like it's designed for the pro athletes. It's it it kind of it pushes you more onto your toes to start with. Um and yeah, it just accelerates you forward rather than it's still got the rocking motion, but it's definitely more of like a four foot shoe, I find, um, mid foot to four foot, um, which is where you're landing when you're running quick. Most people, I, d- I don't think you're one of those, you don't fall into that category, do you? Have you worked on that since Armar? 
I've seen some. I've seen some um, juvenile photos of that of your race. I'm uh, midfoot. I'm definitely midfoot. Maybe heel striking slightly, but no. Fifteen hundred is a different yeah, kind, of, kind of running, isn't it? Though to five k. I feel like when you're hanging on in a five k, you're gonna be you're gonna be running heel striking no matter what, aren't you? Um, yeah, definitely. Also, without trying to get too technical, but I, I want to touch on this: the the metatarsal rods are probably a lot ben- more beneficial when you're training because in most carbon plated shoes, because it's just one plate, it doesn't give the the big toe much flexion, and that actually affects your big toe and also goes into your calf and can give quite a lot of calf injuries. So it's actually good to have that sort of individual flexion there. Um, but enough on the shoe science, because I actually don't really know what I'm talking about. It's just like a something that Rory Neither. mentioned. Um, so signing a contract, we've had a few people on, but we've not really spoken about this before. How does that sort of, how do you sort of go about the signing process, being discovered or reaching out? And uh, how do you sort of take it from, not being a sponsored athlete to being a sponsored athlete. Yeah, um, I think yeah. This is kind of the whole the whole point of the podcast because I spoke to um, Sam Crick on Crickcast Pods, which is a different one. I think about a year ago, and kind of I didn't have a go, but I kind of said that that pro athletes really don't help themselves in the light of, um, you know, I don't think youngsters quite realise how it happens, you know, what the benefits are and how good it can actually be. Um, and I think if youngsters did know about, you know, how nice it can be and, you know, that it can provide a good living and stuff, I think more youngsters would get into it or pursue it for longer and not switch sports and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it kind of all, well, up until uni, I'd never really thought, thought about going pro. I wasn't good enough. Um, and then I went to Loughborough, had a really good first season and ran 341 and came third at the European Juniors. Um which could have got me a contract like a lot of guys signed after the Euro Juniors in Boras um, with like, yeah, Knight and, and New Balance, I think were probably the only two actually. Um, and stuff. And I got offered a contract um, from Knight back then. Um, but I kind of felt like I was signing my life away for three, four years or I can't remember how long it was. It might have been two actually, in fact. Um, so that's not really signing your life away. But I felt like I was kind of giving up two years of development um, of I, I knew at the back of my mind that I wasn't at my full potential of where I could be and that if I signed this contract on this base fee of these bonuses then I'd, I'd kind of be maybe in two years time uh, too good for that contract in a way um, Tell the yourself way short the yeah exactly um, and I think that Euro Junior race kind of you know had I won it I would have got a, a better contract offer maybe accepted and stuff but I think that race was kind of the point in my career so far where I was like right I need to be better if I want to make something of this sport and that kind of just like drove me really really strongly to yeah just try and get really good at running and stuff and that was kind of my mindset through the whole of lockdown I was like right I'm gonna I'm gonna get some sort of contract at the end of this year um and that's kind of how it all came about after the Europeans uh, I signed with uh, an agency called Forte um and yeah, those guys have been brilliant in helping like the whole process. It, it's been so long. Like the talks of when I thought I was going to sign after Euro Juniors and then I got talked round to not because of, you know, you can be better and stuff like that and you can you can get a better contract. Um, and then to thinking I was signing after uh, the British, British champs and then it, just the whole COVID thing is just like delayed it so long. So it's kind of been like a year and a half in the waiting. 
which hasn't affected my performance at all. But it's just nice to know at some point that you're going to be settled down with a brand and you know you're going to get their support and backing. And uh, yeah, thanks to Adidas that they've that they've provided that. Yeah, are you are you allowed to talk about that first contract? Uh, because I feel like a lot of people, especially in the sport we're in, will see a contract get offered to them and they'll snatch it straight away because they're like running such a such a sort of exclusive sport when it comes to professional athletes. Um, so, are you allowed to sort of touch on the numbers there, or would you prefer not to? It's entirely uh, up to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure on Fletcher it was a two-year deal, maybe with a, a year rollover or, or something like that, where you, you basically can decide if you want to extend it for a further year. Um, it was very heavy on bonuses, which I think a lot of junior contracts are. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's limiting risk, basically. They're not going to give you loads of the base. So you've got the bonus structure as one side, and then you've got a base fee. So you have a base fee, that's what you earn. And then bonuses, obviously, if you run well, you can unlock you know, time bonuses, medal bonuses, whatever. So it was heavier on the bonus side of things. I never actually saw the contract. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't have been any more than sort of three or 4,000 back then. Um, I'm sure of that in, in, in base fee. Um, yeah. And, but, 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 but bonuses probably would have been, you know, had I won a massive race, yeah, the bonuses would have been really good because I'd have exceeded where I was in terms of at that current point, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and, and obviously having heard um, from yourself about the, let's just say the comfortability, the comf, I don't know what word to use here, um, but basically the, the yeah, I guess, I guess it's a comfortable contract you, you've now got. Is it nice to sort of have that confidence from the band, brand where they've sort of, you know, put their trust in you and have not just sort of said, oh, your bonuses are what you're going to get, make a living off? Is that sort of nicer to be able to like be trusted by a brand and sort of move forward with them? What rather than just like sort of oh, yeah yeah no definitely um yeah it's, it's a four-year contract i think with a, an option to extend for a fifth year um and yeah I, it's very comfortable i can live off it comfortably and stuff it, it's nice it's reassuring to know that in four years time that i'm still going to be on that contract and hopefully progressing massively as a an athlete where i'm at now sort of you know in, in four years time i'm going to be wanting to go to the you know paris 2024 olympics and stuff like that so it's nice to know that i've still got the backing from here all the way till there and then actually a year or two after um and then obviously along the way there's really good bonuses as well which roll over onto your to your base fee and stuff like that so it is what it is what you make it kind of thing if you perform really really well it's gonna you know put you in really good stead and yeah you're gonna be a very you're going to be in a very comfortable position. And likewise, if, you know, you get injuries and stuff like that and you struggle a bit, you're, you're still going to have that backing and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's really reassuring to know that you've got something like that um, behind you um, and to support you, basically, yeah. Um, was there, like, much negotiation in terms of this contract? Like, when, when were you first sort of speaking about this contract to Adidas or Forte? Uh, I'm guessing the agency was speaking to Adidas mostly, but... When did this sort of start and like how long was the process and was there any like sort of, you know, speed bumps, what people sort of need to be make sure of that they're paying attention to? Um, yeah, oh, it took, I think just, it took so long just because of COVID, um, really just as delay in budgets getting announced and stuff like that, because each brand obviously gets a, a budget and then they look at the athletes they want and they try and split it up accordingly to how much they want to give each athlete and stuff like that. But I, I had a phone call with, um, 
a couple of different brands and stuff um, and got like an idea of how they work and stuff like that, which I think is useful. I think, you know, just going completely through your, your agent, I don't think is the best way you don't get to know the brand. I think mm. some agents obviously just completely exclude the athlete out of the deal completely. Um, but Forte were really good in, in setting up calls so that I could speak to the brands and get an idea of which ones, you know, I'd like to work with or which ones are more interested and stuff and how they operate. Um, and I, I don't really know about the whole negotiation side of it. Um, I kind of let my agent know kind of the ballpark of what I'd be happy with and stuff. And it's kind of just came out quite well, I think. So yeah, um, there was no real, no bumps really in the road. It was, it was quite a smooth process, long but smooth process. Um, so yeah. And just, just about Forte quickly, it's great to actually see that we've sort of got an agency what sort of prioritises it seems to be like younger people as well within different sports and because there's not many out there really especially in track and field world like I can only think of like maybe two or three agencies but Forte seem to have sort of you know are definitely the the best one in terms of getting people contracts and giving them opportunities so that's that's just great to see and I just wanted to include that in there because they seem like they're actually doing the right thing which is is great yeah yeah no I um I owe them a lot. They they advised me basically not to take the deal from you know two years ago, which was what well, yeah, one of the I don't know. It sounds a bit dramatic, but one of the best decisions of my life in a way, because um, I've been in, in a complete different position. And, and yeah, it's more of an agency to be honest. It's like a whole complete support network. You've got uh, like a psychology type of um, aspect to it, where you know you, you can just call up whenever with any of your sort of problems and stuff and discuss. Um, they come to all your races abroad and stuff like that and stuff and it just makes it really smooth and you've got your race planner as well so you've got loads of different aspects to it um and it just like yeah works like clockwork it's really good no that's that's great um and in terms of when when you say you've signed a contract and obviously you see that where they've signed a contract someone's signed a contract with a brand what does that contract actually mean so i'm i'm guessing obviously exclusively you race for adidas and wear Adidas clothing, but can you go into a bit more detail and like sort of what it actually means that you're an Adidas athlete, if that makes any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you basically get a sent a PDF file. Well, this is what I've got anywhere, and it's kind of a, a breakdown of all your base fees over the years, your bonuses um, of you know how much you'd get for winning British champs or how much you'd get for running sub three thirty five and stuff like that. Um, and then, and then, yeah, obviously you've got to just wear Adidas for, for me anyway, Adidas clothing. Um, and then there's also things which I, I think I can go into detail, um, where you have to basically do specific races. Um, so the Adidas Boost Boston Games, um, is a race that I'll have to do. Uh, pretty much, I think it's in my own interest to do it as well. I think it looks really cool. Uh, but that's kind of it's in the contract race. that you have to do it. And if you don't. That you can get a reduction in your contract basically um however obviously if you're injured or something that's understandable um but yeah there's stuff like that and then there's stuff about promotional appearances and exclusive rights and stuff like that all, all sort of yeah more boring stuff but yeah the, the stuff about having to do races it sounds kind of negative you have to do this but if anything it's a better opportunity for the athlete you're getting in races where you know most people can't get into them and stuff and you know experience something really cool um, so yeah, you get base fee bonuses and then stuff which you can and can't do basically. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much what a contract looks like. That's, 
that's fair enough. I, I, yeah, like you said about the races thing as well. Like that, that um, the Boston one actually looks like such a sick race. Like I've seen it on a Tin Man video before and it's just no other brand is doing that type of thing. Um, and I think that's something Adidas have really done well in recent years, as well as obviously innovating the shoes to match or probably overtake Nike at the minute. Um, it's the fact that their athletes are actually producing high quality content in terms of YouTube videos, more active on Instagram. They just seem a bit less reserved than other brands, um, which is kind of what you want. And I guess from your point of view, are you looking to sort of um, go down the same route as sort of Tin Man in terms of trying to get more social media content and stuff? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's what a lot of athletes are kind of lacking or starting to realise that there's like a big need for it. Um, it's such like a, a sport so like, um, you commit so much to it, but so much of that's not shown. Then I think Tim Man's doing a really good job in showing firsthand what's going on in that like current moment kind of thing. You know, the whole thing about waking up early to do a, if you're doing a double day, waking up early so that you've got enough time between stuff to recover and stuff just is has never really been portrayed through social media but i think the whole youtube videos of that stuff really cool um and yeah no i i try as hard as possible to kind of show what i'm as much as possible of what i'm doing in training and stuff like that um or just in general in my life kind of thing without kind of going too over the top and stuff but yeah no i need to get back on the youtube and stuff and kind of show what's going on with the guys at loughborough and and, and stuff like that really but yeah it's what Tim Man's doing is, is really cool and just showing like how much hard work it takes to get to where you kind of want to be okay right I'm going to move on to some follow questions now if that's all right because we've got quite a few um and it'd be interesting yeah. to sort of see what what you ask and then I've got a few questions for myself as well well from myself what we can get into as well so just starting up these are obviously a bit more casual um, Finley, Finley McClear asked, have you dyed your hair to copy him? <laughs> I haven't heard of that guy in about two years, so I don't have a clue what his hair is like, but yeah, I probably have. Still a steeplechaser, isn't he? As far as, as, far as I'm aware, you know. <laughs> He's an 800 metre runner, and there's steeple barriers within that 800. And that's, that's why last, he fought over. In the last, in the last 50. Yeah, that, that's why he swims across the line, because he's, he's always there. Uh, yeah. Okay, what's the deal always, with this? With <laughs> It'd be a good triathlete. Uh, what, what's the deal with your pesto addiction? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just a really easy meal to make. I, my cooking, I need to improve. Um, I just cook the same things like day in, day out. I'm doing this thing at the moment where I'm cooking one night and then Ben Patterson, who's a very quick 800-meter runner, um, cooks the other night and it's actually got me into a habit where I have to cook better otherwise I'm affecting his life as well so if I cook him someone else I put a lot more effort in but if I'm cooking for myself I will probably solely have I will have pesto pasta probably about three or four times a week it's better when you salt the water as well that's horrendous is it a sort of a lunch meal or a dinner meal no mm, or just universal breakfast I've probably had lunch. it the earliest I've had it is probably about 10 a.m in the morning See, Joe, when we, in our mar, I had pasta and tuna and vegetables at half past eight in the morning. So that's that's my current record. <laughs> Hard loading. Yeah, that, yeah, that's impressive. That's good. Um, ben actually asked, what, what's the best meal you've had in the last week? Ben Patterson? Yes, he asked that. Um, hmm. I did. 
he did some really good meatballs. The other night when I found out that um, the contract had all gone through and stuff, Ben was cooking. I thought he was going to cook me something really nice. Um, and I came down to microwave mash and a, uh, yeah, also a microwave pie. And that was it. Um, health is wealth, as you like so, to say. Yeah, health is wealth. This, yeah, that's the dream. That's the dream. This is the dream. Living the dream. Maybe uh, I was trying to think of some more hashtags for you, but we'll, we'll save that for... I don't know. It's, it takes a long time to think of a hashtag as good as Mills Mentality. So um, what what age did you start seeing most improvements in your times? Because there was a big jump as well, like quite a considerable jump, wasn't there? Yeah, I went in year 11 from 403 to year 12, 349. Um, and that, that winter, actually, between those two, I, I ran, what, maybe like 50 miles over like five months. I was just like, I had IT band problems and stuff, which was pulling over my knee and stuff just from growing. When you're six foot six, there's a lot of growing to happen. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't run, but I just got so much stronger uh, and just came out and ran really quickly. And then I had a bit of a sort of plateau where I had A-level exams and yeah, just just growing up basically. And then I was like, got to uni, I was like, right, time to sort all this out and get my head down. You, you're six foot six? No, I'm six what, foot three. But six I foot three. I was going to say you do look lanky. Six, six, six foot six, and then you added shoes. What in the Boston X's? Is that, is that what they are? Is it a 50, 60 millimeter stack height? Yeah, something like that. Um, is it true you were asked to go on Love Island, and why did you turn it down? Uh, yeah, well, it is. Yeah, I got a DM from ITV two studios saying that they'd like me to go to London for some fight like I've reached the final round of the auditions or whatever so I don't know I'm sure if they saw my body physique and how tall and lanky I was I probably wouldn't be allowed in and I didn't have any tattoos but um yeah I did I kind of got asked we'll say and um I don't know why I didn't go it just wasn't really me it wasn't me and I had other interests and and, and linking on to that Love Island question uh and it'll also link on to the next question I'd like to ask you. What is your type on paper? I think that's a famous Love Island quote. Uh, can, you, can you go Someone into Someone actually asked this. No, I'm just asking this, so then I can ask the next question. Oh, you're asking this. Yes. Um, I don't really... Someone that makes me happy. <laughs> um, that sounded awful. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a type. What's your? Who's your favourite American athlete? Um, let me have a think. Evan Yeager. He's wow. got a very nice leg. Very nice legs. Blonde, long hair. Very nice legs. Probably the nicest legs I've seen in athletic. Well, I haven't seen them. I've seen them through a phone, but yeah, they look impressive. He, he's just impressive. To be fair, he's got he's got lovely flowing hair. Yeah, as well, he's to be fair. very cool guy. Uh, a question to put you on the spot a bit is uh, track season PB predictions 2021. Crikey. Um, uh, I'm going to go sub 146 and sub 336. That's all I'll say. Not be too specific. So you're just going to get PB. So thanks, thanks for that. Um, yeah, get some PBs. 
so someone's asked it, so I'm just going to ask it anyway because it has just been said that she is moving brands. Is where is Colin Quigley going, Josh? Seems though someone thinks you have that information. I've got all the info, but I don't have that info. Um, I'm going to guess either Under Armour, New Balance, or Puma. That's great, great range there. I'm going to say she's going to Adidas and she's going to be part of the Tin Man women's team. Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? It would be. Because she she has said on a recent Instagram post it's a new sponsor. So she's Mm. leaving Nike. I might move to Tin Man in that case then. So, Josh, PGC1 Coaching has asked, would you rather fight one horse-sized Angus McMillan or 100 rat-sized Angus McMillans? Um, 100 rat-sized Angus McMillans. I'd just kick them everywhere. Angus is rat-sized anyway, so... I haven't seen that guy in so long, I can't even remember if he's tall or not, but he folds like a deck chair when you touch the back of his neck. He, he used to be such a little boy. Like, he, honestly, he was like, and then he just grew. But he's, he's, he's he was great... actually the guy that discovered putting uh, salt in water makes pesto pasta taste nicer after a night out um, after the National Press Country, actually. What a guy. He's what a guy. Yeah. Um, Forte Sports Group has asked, are you trying to be a 90s, 1990s version of Matt Yates with your new haircut? Um, yes. Yeah, I am. Yeah, he, he was a very good-looking chap back in the day. I heard he got a lot of, um, he got a lot of ladies as well. Well, yeah, and that links to the how many, how many, how do you get so many girls, Josh? Can you teach the younger generation your ways? Uh, dye your hair blonde. That's that's the. And a sign a professional contract and bring it up in every sentence in the future. Yeah, where, I can't be doing that. Where Yeezys. No. Uh, and then I'm going to switch up now. The, the, a few few questions are asking why you switched from Nike to Adidas. You, you're never with Nike, so that's not the case, is it, really? But people have asked. No, I just got some, some kit and stuff from them, but no, nothing, no. Um, and finally, I'm trying to see if there's any more questions what, uh, what can make me giggle before we uh, we move on. How much do you weigh? Oh, no, I've got another one. I've got another one. Right. I need to give some context for this next question because I'm not sure if you remember this, Josh, but I once did made a joke about some double thumbs up and you had no clue what I was talking about. And I, you probably can't even remember it. And you thought I was just being really strange. And I'm guessing you can't remember it by the look on your when face. When was this? I can't remember. I can just remember making a joke about double thumbs up and you looked at me like I was the weirdest person on the planet. Um, but someone has asked, what's what's with the double thumbs up? So I'm obviously onto something there because other people notice. Yeah. Well. Um. I think it's a politer way than putting your middle finger up if you're looking for some sort of hand gesture in a photo. Um, I don't know. It's just a nice, friendly sort of pose, isn't it? it? You just look quite innocent doing it and nice. You could do a loop. Trying to be the nice guy. Throw up some gang, gang signs or something. <laughs> yeah, like West End or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's uh... North, north it, side, baby. Yeah, in a, in a trap star hoodie and... Uh... 
some I don't know what else he was to be honest. Frank's played on Luca. I could ask the generic uh, questions we always end on, which is where do you see yourself in ten years' time? One thing you'd change about the sport, and do you want to call out anyone? They're normally the questions we end on. Who could I call out? Who could I call out? Well, one thing I'd change about the sport is I think all spectators should be allowed to drink as much beer as they like. What, do you think it should be, like, on the track, like beer stands and stuff, or...? I just think spectators should be able to get really merry and just, like, shout stuff at at us while we run. Well, I mean, the best event of the year is Bucks Crush Country. And that's sort of yeah. people being riled up because of the after party. So I mean, even though the after party and normally because no one likes up to nothing, no one likes other unis. Like I don't like Birmingham and I don't like Leeds. So like, of course like I'm not going to be nice to them in a race. Yeah, and I don't like St Mary's. So yeah, for sh- for sure, a bit more rivalry and a bit more hatred in the sport, I think, would be quite good. Yeah, that, that is that is where the fun is. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people still hate the thought of anyone doing anything what's not sort of like monk, like monk behaviour, basically, because that's what people have been in the sport. You're like, we always get hate, like whenever we have like a controversial person on the podcast because they're like, oh, they shouldn't be talking all this shit. They should just be running fast times. And it's just like, well, that's just boring though, isn't it? Like you can do both. Yeah, there's a time and place, there's a time and place for talking rubbish like if you're not very i don't know if you're not very good and you're just talking rubbish um or you haven't like pb'd in five years or something stupid and you're just talking rubbish then yeah but um i think there needs to be more trash talk between like athletes and stuff um as well i I think people are scared though because like if i throw a scenario out here right Say if you're talking trash about, I don't know, I'm just going to say one name and I know I've slated him and I actually really like him. But say if you're talking trash about George Mills before British Champs and then you go and run four minutes dead in the final. Where'd you go from there? Yeah, to be fair, this is funny, actually. Um, So I beat him at, I'll let him know this, I beat him at Bucks final and then I beat him in an 800 um about two weeks before the British Champs final. And I remember after after me coming third at the British Champs and he won it. Um like shook hands or whatever. And he says something like, um, have you not learned from football manager that you don't win three games in a row or something? And at the time I just like just looking back at it, it was actually quite funny. Um so yeah that that sort of thing's quite quite good. Um but yeah, it's like in football, if someone has a go at someone else, like, and your team loses, it's not all the ownership's on you. Like, if I call Piers Copeland out for being a lanky worm and then he goes and beats me, then I'm just going to look like an idiot, aren't I? Yeah, but he is a lanky worm, isn't he? Yeah, he is a lanky worm. He's a fast lanky worm. A very, very fast yeah. lanky worm. So, yeah, I get that. I, I See, I'm in a boat where Joker's when you're sort of, that performance level isn't quite like at that level so then you can sort of call people out but then get away with running bad because no one expects you to actually be like a world beater so it's it's kind of fun yeah, I so think, i can basically say anything 
I think the nicest thing is when you know you're in really good shape and you can just talk utter rubbish about everyone. Um, and then like back it up with performances. Yeah, well, actually, dream, actually. I, I want to talk on this. It's obviously a bit different, but basically I got told the other day that this guy had been talking behind my back saying like, I'm giving it all the talk on YouTube and like titling my titling my YouTube like videos, like saying like, oh, sub, Joe, like just, just for good titles, like sub 14, 5K trainer, something like that. Um, and he was saying, he's like, oh, I need to race because I'm giving it all the big talk. And then yesterday I ran 1409 by myself and I was like, I had to post it. I added him to my close friends and just posted it on my story so he could see it. Uh, stuff like that's quite <laughs> fun. That is, that's the petty stuff I'm here for. Yeah, that's good. Right, okay. And on that note, on, on the words of petty stuff. In fact, no, where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? This is going to get chopped up a little bit. I want to ask that. Where do I see myself in 10 years? Um, what major championships are there in actually 2030? I'll be, I'll, I'll be 30 by then. Um, so I hope to have a house, a car. Um, a wife. And a nice wife will go. Yeah. And some kids are already on. Actually, no, they're doing no running. They're doing football. Football? Do you want, do you want them to be footballers? Um, no, if you start your kids off too early in running, I feel like there could be, you know, a lot of the best runners aren't the best runners early on. So. True. My, my uh, 60 miles a week. My firstborn is. Uh, even if even if it's a boy or a girl, I'm going to call it Jacob. And as soon as they're like sixth birthday, I'm going to get them on the treadmill and taking the lactate levels every morning. I think. <laughs> I think you should, no projects in Bappe. Just get yeah. them doing drill cones, every, cone drills or whatever. Yeah, every morning. Yeah, they're, they're definitely. I'm yeah. Just use your use your child to make yourself money. That's all. That, that's what parenting's about. Um, but do you see, do you see yourself in, you know, like Colorado or anything like um, that? In, for, in ten years' time, I, I don't even know. I just, just traveling the world, um, running quick times, and having a couple of beers along the way. That is fine. with my friends. With your friends. With my friends, yeah. Okay, so it sounds 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 perfect to be honest. Sounds absolutely amazing. So, glad, glad, I'm glad to see you've got your life planned out. <laughs>